I'm proud to introduce the both of us. Um, we have decided to start this podcast to share um, our paleo lifestyle and different things that we encounter. Um, but before I get too far ahead of myself, uh, I'm Jordan and you are Blair. Yeah, so <laughs> basically what we want to do, um, we're not sure how long this is going to last or what we're going to end up doing but we do want to start um, sharing our journey specifically because I feel like a lot of people can relate. And then at the same time, maybe a lot of people can benefit from the information being out there. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of um, the paleo podcasts that I've listened to um, aren't as relatable <laughs> to me mm. as they could be. So I feel like we... Um, not that we have a different lifestyle, we but... We can definitely put a good millennial spin on it because for the most part, the people who are credible in the paleo world, they obviously have been on this earth long enough to go to college and get degrees and have that experience under their belt. And so they're... I mean, they're reaching out and using these new platforms, yes, but um, maybe we can reach other people in our same generation, maybe specifically, but also reach beyond that too to um, the older ones and the newer ones as well. Yeah, and we started Paleo maybe three years ago. Yeah, 2016. So um, I feel like a lot of the people also who have been doing the podcast have been doing it for like 10 plus years. So um, we're not like rookies but we're a lot closer to the people who are just starting now so I think that you guys will be able to relate to us a lot more than someone who's just like been doing it for so long yeah and doesn't have any urges or any um (laughs) bad habits that we might still have oh my gosh yes it's a struggle and I'm sure um if anybody has recently started or even has been doing it for three years or even longer um that you know how hard it is to have a regular day-to-day and not kind of be outcasted by how you can eat and what you can participate in um so basically we can jump into um do you want to jump into what paleo is or um did you want to touch on something else before we get in there? Um, so we want to tell you guys about kind of what we thought was healthy before we started paleo. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the really big things was um I would say <laughs> I would say uh calorie counting, lots of um people saying many meals a day but always make them small yeah but it kind of didn't matter what you ate for those meals for some diets Mm -hmm. for other diets it was like no meat uh but anything else you can eat isn't it still generally accepted that because you are vegan you are healthy yes which is kind of insane i mean by all means if you're vegan you're probably underweight 
not overweight unless you are really, really doing it wrong, but that doesn't mean you're healthy. There's a difference in reaching that specific number that you desire and being healthy. But yeah, so for me specifically, I had no clear definition. I was never taught any form of nutrition, but you know, you grow up hearing um, things like no junk food, like no sweets, um, or limit your sweets, but like, it's okay. And like everyone's seeing the food pyramid, um, fats and sweets and all the good stuff that a lot of people crave at the top. I personally don't have a huge sweet tooth, so that's a good thing for me. But then all the way at the bottom, you have this huge section of, um, grains and everything else falls somewhere in between. Uh, it's pretty much as much as I knew, but specific reasons on, why you shouldn't have this or why you should have this um, was never really made clear to me until um, a few years ago, which is sad. Um, I was, I almost said 13, I was 23 years old before I really took a good look at what I was putting into my body and learning about it. So what about, what about you as far as um, your initial perception of nutrition? Well, um, pretty much the same thing and another thing is I pretty much believed everything I heard on YouTube um Instagram TV so pretty much if a celebrity was like I'm vegan I'd be like oh well they're skinny they look healthy all this stuff Mm -hmm. um not to go off on the vegans this is just an example I'm thinking of well Uh, it is the most like accepted thing to be healthy mm -hmm. which is not a bad concept It's consuming, hopefully, a lot of vegetables, which is better than just having a lot of junk. But sorry, go on. Um, Yeah, so, or I would see someone on Instagram being like, oh, if you eat this shake or drink this shake, Mm -hmm. um, you'll You'll lose weight. You'll lose weight. You'll be skinny. You'll be healthy. Um, Sprinkle this on top of all of your meals and you mm -hmm. don't have to change what you eat, but you'll lose weight. Take this pill to um, lose weight and you don't have to exercise or change what you eat. It just sounds crazy. Yeah, and like the whole time I'm just believing all of this stuff because I'm just like, Oh yeah, you never give any second thought to it. You're like, it's science. Yeah, It's like medical, like professionals telling you that hey, if you want to reach a certain weight, like, isn't that the dream? To get what you want without even having to try so hard, you just have to pay a small price of nineteen ninety nine for the rest of your life to continue taking this pill, right? Yes, pretty much. Um, and a lot of people would rather... Okay, I don't want to say a lot, but a lot of people... <laughs> I just said it again. But there are people who would rather just take... Be on medication or take a pill and then eat whatever they want. Yeah. That, that's like the ideal thing. Like, I don't have to lose eating um, all of this food that tastes so good in exchange for taking a pill. Yeah, plus if you just like even... Uh, lightly delve into especially the paleo lifestyle the very first thing that's the biggest point immediately is going to turn somebody off Um, but I think I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves I'm getting ahead of ourselves (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah so I mean I know certain schools offer a nutrition class it's not mandatory I don't understand um, 
why very important things that we need in life aren't mandatory in school, but that's not for this podcast. That's, not, that's <laughs> for our um our other our other podcast. Um in 2016, we were introduced to the paleo diet, which was um, where we first got a good look at the different foods that we were putting in our bodies and why we should and shouldn't be um, eating them. And it's, it feels like it's been a lot longer than three years. I mean, we're close yeah. to four years because it was January of 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. Um, but it's been... An interesting journey and will continue to be because there's so much to explore and learn about and continually relearn about. Um, so do you want to just give them the basics of what paleo is? Yes. So paleo is basically how our ancestors used to eat. Um, pretty much obviously no processed foods. They would pretty much eat uh, meat, vegetables, um, Nuts, seeds, berries. Yes. Yeah. So it, it can be called the caveman diet, dinosaur diet, paleo diet, paleolithic is what it's short for. Um, so basically our bodies, um, it stems from the theory, not so much a theory, but um, our bodies um, evolving and the fact that our bodies are used to... Um, certain things and we can only evolve and and adapt so quickly Mm -hmm. and with the huge progresses that we've made towards and it is a progress you know it is um, an incredible thing what we've been able to do with food however it's not safe for our bodies um currently I don't know at what point if it ever will be um but basically that our bodies are still used to consuming and digesting the the food that our ancestors ate and um to just continue on uh that track because all this other stuff that our bodies literally don't recognize and don't know what it is are doing nothing but harming so a lot of people think that uh the paleo diet is pretty much all you eat is meat which that's not what it is that's the carnivore diet which is another diet <laughs> but um again paleo is more of a lifestyle pretty much Try eliminating all of these other foods. Um, yeah, similar to Whole30. Yeah, similar to Whole30. Eliminate the foods that we will be talking about <laughs> during this podcast and just see how you feel. Okay, so um, the first thing that we're going to hit is the uh, big bad wolf that we call grains. Um, so the primary problem in grains is the gluten but we're just going to touch on grains as a whole. Um, and it's kind of the craziest one, the one that you're going to have the hardest time with, either personally or the hardest time with um, convincing other people, not why they should do it, but why it's okay that you're doing it. Because some people tend to have a lot of issues with even like just the thought of it. and They don't even have to do it. <laughs> yeah, everybody's first instinct when they hear this part of um the paleo diet is um I don't think that's true whenever you're like oh yeah we we think uh or for the paleo diet you really should eliminate all grains he'll be like "Mm, no I don't 
think so. I've I heard that they're wrong. like really healthy yeah. for you. Like rolled oats, like whole oats, whole grains. And then like you tell them, no, their world is rocked. They probably are. You don't believe you anyways. Yeah. And the first article that they see telling you that you should eat grains, they're like, hi, I knew it. You were wrong. And that's because it's purely an addiction. It's in everything. Um, and I'm going to let you know just how much of everything that it's in. So it's a major ingredient in breads, obviously. Rolls, crackers, cookies, biscuits, cakes, donuts, muffins, pancakes, waffles, noodles, pie crusts, pasta, ice cream cones, pizza, and cereals. Also, there is wheat flour, germ, bran, and malt are also added to packaged foods. Baby food, yes, the stuff that is in baby foods is also harming them from a young age. Soups, gravies, and uh, sauces as fillers, binders, and thickeners. By the way, everything that you just named, I want to eat. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. It's really, it's really not hard. It's like she's saying peas, green beans, yeah. <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> it's all these things um, that literally you almost can't think of a meal without it being in there yeah like it's it's i mean not for us now because we've been um experimenting with this for three years um but um i mean your basic lunch what do you think sandwich a sandwich bag of chips Mm -hmm. no none of it um we'll get into more on that later because chips don't necessarily i mean unless it's tortilla chips most chips are like potato you know anyways um i guess the top three things that um grains do are cause uh low-grade inflammation which is also known as lgi uh leaky gut and metabolic syndrome so y'all should know disease is not written in in our genetic code there are certain problems that happen that might end up in our genes yeah like if your mom smoked and drank and did drugs while you were in the womb then yeah something might happen to you or i was just talking basic mutations okay (laughs) so i went really crazy yes (laughs) well i mean i don't know if that's necessarily like a genetic change as much as it's like a brain dysfunction Uh, but basically i was saying i know there are different genetic mutations that can happen but all in all Disease is not written in our genetic code. So you have to sit and wonder. You have to sit down right now and wonder. <laughs> Sorry. You have to wonder why humankind is plagued with so many diseases. Also, sorry to interrupt. You're fine. Think of how many people over 35 have something wrong with them. Mm. Like, 30. Yeah. 25. Literally all of them. Someone will be like, my back hurts. My joints hurt. I have arthritis. Mm -hmm. I can't see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm legally blind. It's all of these things. Whenever I get, well, I work uh, with a lot of, not older people. They're just older than me. Well, yeah, that's older people. um, Pretty much everyone I come in contact with is like, I have this wrong with me. I have this wrong with me. I'm going to a doctor's appointment. Um, This is happening now. Blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes I'll try. Here's medication. I take all of these medications. Yeah. And it's like, you would almost rather take a medication than change what you're putting into, I'm sorry, I'm generalizing. Some people would 
prefer to take medication and to change what they're putting in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I see it specifically with diabetic cases. You can't have that. You're diabetic. It's okay. I took my medication. The medication is not going to make that food not affect you. It's going to make your symptoms be less severe, as in you will feel it less, but your body is still going to react the same way to it. What I'm trying to say is I'm not a doctor, um, but I know that diabetic medication isn't going to just 100% make it okay to eat the foods that gave you diabetes in the first place. Truth. But again, for the most part, it's older people that I'm referring to. And honestly, the older you get, the more stubborn you get, which I can put myself in yeah. as well. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm stubborn too on certain things, but, um, Yeah, so that's kind of one of my main points. So, uh, increasing numbers of scientists and medical professionals are beginning to make the connection between modern wheat and chronic digestive and inflammatory diseases. So, basically, inflammation is the body's natural response to pathogens and wounds, but persistent low-grade inflammation, also known as LGI, Uh, or continual activation of immune cells through incessant exposure to triggers is associated with a host of diseases, including cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, cancer, autoimmune diseases, Alzheimer's disease, schizophrenia, and depression. You would think these facts alone would make all cravings go away. They don't. At all. They don't. It is hard because... Of how much it's in everything and how addicting it is because they get digested into sugars, which causes like a norepinephrine response in your brain and just makes you happy. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so pretty much, I mean, inflammation in response to injury is good. You bang your toe, you don't have to look down, but you know, you, if you look down, your toe's inflamed, ouch, yeah, that hurt. Maybe I shouldn't do that again. Um, you eat... A couple meals with grains in it, you look down, your belly's extended. Hmm, food baby. No, <laughs> you're inflamed. Your body's not happy with you. Um, and I want to take a direct quote um, from one of the podcasts that I listened to. It was Rod, Rob Wolf, and I believe he might have been quoting somebody else as well. <laughs> but so it could be a double quote. It could be a, a double quote. But basically, I wrote it down exactly how he said it. So there is not a single tissue or organ system that's not affected by grain slash legume consumption. And legume is what Blair will get into after me. But basically, there is so much wrong with this. Literally, every single part of your body has a reaction to it. And what you might consider an everyday ache and pain is something that 100% will no longer be an issue in your life if this is taken out. And if you are listening to this and it's something that you've recently done, like maybe just completed a whole 30, you probably completely understand. It only took Blair maybe three weeks to have one of her biggest problems um, just completely gone. But we'll get that into that. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. We'll get into that a little bit later. So you got to stay tuned until the end of the podcast and you'll find out what was wrong with me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, So as far as leaky gut goes, to get a little more specific about it, um, proper gut bacteria function depends on the physical lining of the gut, 
um, which is layers of mucus and border cells that actually form a physical barrier to penetration by anything you don't want inside your body. So why does leaky gut matter? Um, Well, the gut barrier is a crucial part of the immune system. Dysfunction here can also cause immune problems down the line, up to and including autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disorders. Very, very important. Um, I think from what we've looked into, if not all, then the major autoimmune diseases that you hear about, um, lupus included, um, lupus, um, Hashimoto's is a big one. Yeah. Um, um, reversible. Well, I don't want to say reversible, um, but I would say very, very high percentage caused by, um, grain consumption and very much, uh, symptoms like if not 100% gone, then almost all the way gone by 100% removing this from your diet. It is caused by grains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so grains basically, um, like I was saying, give you that leaky gut. So basically your body is exposed to other things getting through that might not normally get through that are going to run through um, your bloodstream. Your bloodstream that um, cause all the, these issues. Grains are full of carbohydrates. A chronically elevated level of hormone of the hormone insulin is the number one problem we now have as a society. Um, insulin's main job is to regulate sugar levels when glucose is present in the blood. Uh, so when too much glucose is pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> when too much glucose is present, insulin stores it as fat, which nobody wants. And when glucose levels are consistently high, cells become resistant to insulin because they're over- overloaded. Uh, the pancreas begins to produce more insulin to, b- to bombard cells and a vicious cycle begins. So um, this is like sort of a new epidemic um, appearing in westernized countries and it's called metabolic syndrome, which is also known as insulin resistance. So um, it's a major escalating worldwide health problem that doubles the risk of developing cardiovascular disease and quintuples the risk of diabetes. So tell me again that you need to have that loaf of bread. Who just eats loaf of bread? Tell me again that you need to have that um, slice of pizza to justify, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that diabetes is nothing to play with. Yeah, and I feel like in school, I never understood anything like this. No. I barely even understood what carbs were besides them or people being like, oh, I never carb- knew what a carb was. I just knew people were just, I had a diabetic friend and she would always look at uh, the carbs and I was like, I have no idea what that means, but I knew it had to do with diabetes and pretty much the more carbs, like she, if she saw it on the package, she would be like, oh, I can't have this or okay, I can have this. So I was like, okay, I know it has something to do with her diabetes. Um, but besides that, I didn't understand it. Maybe she didn't either. Well, she, At least she was trying to follow basic guidelines, yeah. which is something that, I mean, the older you get. I mean, honestly, like whenever you're, you're a kid, you think, I can't wait to like grow up so I can do what I want. And then my mindset as an adult is, I'm an adult. I can choose to do what I want to do. And I have a, like, since we're on a food topic, obviously... I want this piece of food, 
a piece of food. I want this. I'm going to eat this. Yeah. Like, it's different. Like, and it's just, it's just terrible how hard it is to, to let go of. Um, so another thing that's uh, present in grains is lectins, gluten, and phytates. So lectins are sticky proteins and anti-nutrients. Um, so if you aren't sure what an anti-nutrient is, um, it's basically something that binds to um, other minerals in your body. Um, so basically, because it binds to it, it takes those minerals from your body. So the good things that you're eating, so let's say you're having a sandwich and, you know, it's generally accepted that grains are a good thing. So you think you're eating healthy. So you have a sandwich and you have a good um low fat, which is also another generally um, accepted thing. Um, so turkey is a pretty lean lunch meat. And then you have like lettuce. Let me say it's spinach, right? Spinach is like got more than iceberg lettuce, got more nutrients. You've got tomatoes. Maybe you put like some cucumbers on there. And so you have like vitamins and nutrients coming in from the protein and from the vegetables that you have on that sandwich, but with the bread stacked on top of that, you might as well not have the spinach at all because it's going to bind to certain minerals that you would be getting from the other stuff that you're eating. And that's that that's anti-nutrients. That's really all I was trying to say. Yeah, so let's say uh, for... Breakfast, you had a smoothie. For lunch, you had um, a salad. And for dinner, you had pizza. Pretty much all that good work you did up until the pizza, Yeah, it's, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, so. because the gluten goes directly into your bloodstream. So if you think, oh, by the time I've had dinner, the breakfast especially, it's not going to be in my system anymore. Well, no, your body breaks it down. It's going through your bloodstream, going through everything and your body's using it, guess what? The um, evil lectins and, and stuff in grains is also allowed through your bloodstream thanks to your now leaky gut, which doesn't happen like overnight, but uh, for the most part, everyone's consuming grains, right? Yeah. Um, so the second that you eat the pizza, those... Um, I'm pretty sure it is lectin, um, is what's allowed through your bloodstream that is going to have all of those negate all of the other good choices that you made for the day. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but their, um, lectins are found in various plant species and serve to discourage consumption of the plant they are present in by predators. Uh, so basically general evolution of plants, just not animals, you know, like I said, um, everything has like its defense mechanism to stay alive. And just because plants Mm -hmm. don't have, you know, beating hearts and brains and stuff like that, they still, um, evolve just like we do. And the only way they can defend themselves is by producing these lectins. So Mm -hmm. it discourages, um, other people to eat them from eating them. Yeah. So they're hard to avoid altogether, but in higher consumption of lectins, sorry, a higher consumption of lectins can lead to intestinal damage, compromised intestinal bacteria, and leptin resistance, a pre-diabetic condition, by the way. Um, so leptin resistance can cause, your hung- can cause your hunger signal to be suppressed, and this will cause you to be hungry even when your body has 
had more than enough calories. Um, so this is something that um, I learned in psychology. Leptin is um, something that your body naturally produces. And so um, it's your brain that sort of releases this. I think it's a chemical. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, that's how you know you're hungry. Um, because leptin is released into your body. So you're like, hmm, I need to eat. Um, and having that leptin resistance is not going to be a good thing because you're always going to be eating. Yeah, and I can vouch for that because when I am eating unhealthy, I am hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. When I'm eating healthy, <laughs> I'm not hungry all the time. I can eat a normal amount of food and, and then be, be okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can even skip meals easily. Yeah, same. Um, even though that's not always safe, you have yeah. to... Um, really know what you're doing when it comes to different types of fasting and anyways another time um so while lectins are not completely avoidable grains are chock full of them in fact out of all the food groups it's grains that contain the most lectins uh, this is why we recommend staying away from them and eating other nutrient dense foods with lower lectin levels so basically they're so small and hard to digest that they tend to bioaccumulate in your body uh, the damage of the gut lining, which leads to leaky gut and other disorders, like I've previously stated. Uh, they're resistant to heat and digestive enzymes and combine to almost all cell types, causing damage to tissue and organs. All right, I'm going to try to breeze through this because grain, honestly, is the biggest topic. We just happened yeah. to choose it for the first one. Yeah, and once we finish on grain, pretty much everything is, you'll see a lot of similarities in grain and other types of um food groups that we shouldn't be having oh gotcha i understand what you're saying um so there's two more subtopics for grain so gluten um you're probably most familiar with this as being a reason um why grains aren't a good thing you hear people have gluten intolerance people have celiacs um and you just think that that's kind of rare um it's not So, um, gluten is a protein which enables bread to rise by forming gas cells that hold carbon dioxide during fermentation. Uh, Modern technology has increased the amount in wheat so that it now contains about 80% gluten. Uh, Gluten is a protein which causes an allergic reaction in some people. Okay, so this says up to one-third of the population. I've heard a lot of different statistics, um, but like... Imagine if you're sitting in a room with, like, your two best friends. One of y'all, more than likely, has a gluten intolerance. And not just intolerance, but, like, anyways, I'm not going to get them there. So, (laughs) it can cause a wide variety of issues, including vomiting, including, but not limited to, (laughs) vomiting, bloating, stomach pain, and diarrhea. And these are just, like, you're going to notice right away issues. Um, Mm -hmm. So, severe versions of this are called celiac disease. Um, so pretty much these are like, that would be a really extreme, um, case. I think diarrhea is more common, bloating immensely because inflammatory. Um, but a lot of problems that people are going to have with gluten, you're not going to notice right away. It's Mm going to be like, man, every time, like I stand up from the sitting position, like I'm like in pain or like, I can't get up. It's, it's just those everyday aches and pains that you've come to see as normal. Um, okay, so the last thing here, uh, phytates. Phytates are the salt form of phytic acid, a main form of energy storage in plants. 
Uh, unfortunately, unlike plants, humans are unable to digest phytates. Um, so it doesn't sound too bad until uh, you take it to the fact um, these are also anti-nutrients. They bind to um, minerals such as magnesium, calcium, zinc, iron. So iron is one of those things that's in spinach. If you're eating that sandwich and you think you're doing good because you have spinach into it, spinach, and it's, guess what? You're not going to get all of that iron Mm-mm. that you thought you were going to be getting. Um, so even if the grains you're consuming contain a plethora of minerals, your body is unable to process those vitamins and minerals because they're taken right out of our system. Um, so not to fear, there are some substitutes that are within the paleo guidelines that can mock certain things. So when you have those cravings or if you want to have a quote unquote cheat day, but still not completely destroy your body. Um, so here are, uh, some replacements for grains. There is cassava flour, coconut flour, almond flour, um, tiger nut flour. I have not heard of before or tried. Um, there's arrowroot, which is also known as tapioca starch, uh, green banana flour, another one I have not heard of, sweet potato flour, sunflower seed flour, and chestnut flour. So sunflower seed flour is something that, um, while doing the research I saw, and it's literally ground up sunflower. So if you have a nut allergy, which is a lot of the flowers that are on here, since these are seeds, you won't be allergic to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, coconut you would think is a nut, but it's a seed. Fun fact, co- <laughs> coconuts are the largest seed. I honestly did not even know what legumes were. I thought it was lettuce for the longest time whenever I heard people say it because in French, um, like le legumes is like lettuce or vegetables, I mean. So I just kind of paired those together in my head and I was like why can't I have lettuce in, on this diet that doesn't make sense <laughs> like my whole uh if there's anything you know greens are good yeah yeah pretty much and I said fed- greens like the color yeah greens not grains um I think everyone can agree vegetables are good for you I don't think there's a di- well I'm sure there's a diet actually where green great not greens grains greens are bad for you yeah Carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, legumes are lentils, black beans, pinto beans, red beans, peanuts, white beans, garbanzo beans, soy, um, any forms of soy. So, tofu, tempeh, miso, soy sauce, soy lecithin. Um, legumes are also high in iron, magnesium, potassium, calcium. Unfortunately, these are primary primary minerals that don't get absorbed due to the phytate level. So similar in grains. Um, They have all of these nutrients, but they can't be absorbed because, again, the phytate levels. Um, A lot of people, again, vegans, consider beans uh, one of the best sources for their protein, but actually... uh, there's definitely nowhere near as much protein uh, as in a good quality meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people think that, no, replace meat with beans. It'll, it's way better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I heard a lot. In- There's also protein in cheese. True. Protein in 
Honestly, everything. <laughs> but I know this is one of the main things. Um, yeah. The yeah, because I I remembered. I'm pretty sure Greg was vegetarian. Might still be, and I know what he did was. Um, and this was like another teller of like the little that I knew about nutrition. So I knew he was eating peanut butter to substitute for protein, and. The only thing that made me concerned at that point, which should have been the fact that he wasn't eating meat and probably still isn't, was that, oh no, I heard peanut butter has a lot of fat in it. That's not bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter is, but... But but almond butter might not be. <laughs> okay, so... Um... Legumes are also high in lectins, just like in grain. Again, lectins can cause leaky gut, and they lead to increased inflammation in your gut. Um, again, you're damaging your gut lining, which you don't want to do because... What if I, I want to? Then go Damage ahead. Damage my gut lining! <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, legumes are also high in protease inhibitors, so... Proteases are enzymes that break down proteins. So protease inhibitors are molecules that stop proteases from doing their job. Because protease inhibitors keep proteins from being properly broken down and absorbed, uh, when this happens, your body starts producing, producing too much of certain enzymes. This can lead to all sorts of problems, again, like leaky gut, chronic inflammation, and allergic reaction. Uh, the other thing which um, people, again, going back to people saying that legumes are good, a good source of protein, but they're also really high in carbs. Mm-hmm. So um, you would definitely want to be getting way more protein than you are getting carbs. Yeah, you don't want to have even a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. By no means. Yeah, and... Oh my gosh, is that why bean burritos are so high in carbs? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help that it's tortilla and beans. Yeah. But another thing that you have to realize with... I know I keep saying beans. I, I want to say legumes. But for the most part, people will be eating beans if they are eating legumes. Yeah, it's just, it's just different type of beans. Um, is couscous a grain? Yes. And... um. Legumes are also consumed in really large portions. You're not oh, going to yeah. make like three ounces of beans. No. You usually make a big ass pot of beans. Let it cook over. A big na- bleep pot of beans. <laughs> a big ass pot of beans. A big ass pot of lentils. Um, it's something that you consume in really large amounts, which isn't good. Um, even when you're thinking about... Rice, most people know, um, okay, have a smaller portion because it's really filling, but with beans... But you, you add certain things in so that it is filling yeah. in a normal diet, not in ours. Yeah. Anything that we eat is to nourish our bodies, not just to fill us up. Because yeah. when you nourish your body the right way, it's going to fill you up. But you know beans are filling. You know rice. You know bread is filling. Yeah. So, you know you're going to consume a larger quantity of that. Sorry, go on. Yeah. (laughs) 
Legumes are also extremely high in saponins. Saponins are compounds that are found in many plants, including most legumes. They have a particular chemical structure that allows them to bind to the surface of your intestinal cells. Once saponins bind to your intestinal walls, they often cause the cells lining your intestines to open up. The effect is a leaky gut. So you're going to see a leaky gut a lot in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Once that happens, saponins, bacteria, and other things start leaking into your bloodstream. An immediate effect is that saponins start destroying the cell membranes of your red blood cells, as well as leading to general inflammation in your body. After that, all sorts of other bad things start happening. Um, next, we're going to talk about peanuts. Um, peanuts are a particularly bad type of legume. I know Jordan loves peanut butter. I've never really dabbled. Oh, yeah. But that was my go to. Look, you get a huge spoon, you get a huge <laughs> spoonful of peanut butter, then you stick your finger right in the center, and then you pour some chocolate syrup. Oh, my God. You got a whole recipe. <laughs> for your for your cheat meal now you know what to do um okay so i actually don't think that we bought peanut butter since 2016 well i won't i don't eat it i never think to buy it that's probably because you're you just knew well you buy almond butter so you do have a good replacement for it i don't even eat we that usually goes bad for it. sorry yeah <laughs> okay so um Peanuts are something everyone should avoid. Peanuts, penis, that too. (laughs) Peanut (laughs) contains uh, peanut agglutinin. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but whatever. Yeah, I've heard it. Agglutinin. Uh, You know what? I said it just like you said. (laughs) Which is one of the most problematic lectins. It's not adequately broken down by heat, so it causes all the digestive, inflammatory, and immune problems. Secondly, peanuts, unless you're literally uh, picking them out of the farm um, within 10 minutes, usually contain aflatoxins, which have been definitely definitively, sorry, definitively linked to increased risks of cancer. So by so, just them existing, they create these aflatoxins? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, after they've been picked. That's weird. Yeah. All uh, right. Next, we're going to get to the crazy one, okay? So, out of all the legumes, this, this is... It's the easiest one to defend. Like, it's the easiest one to be like, look, just don't eat it. And yeah. people be like, you know what, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, In my opinion. So, soybeans. <laughs> First, when you eat soy, you're typically not even eating a soybean. I, I don't even know that... Somebody has handed me a soybean before. I don't it's even like know what they look like. Okay, edamame, right? Is it? Yeah, I, <laughs> I think. think so. Actually, now that I think about it, but no, okay. you don't know what it looks like. <laughs> well, I forgot. Go. Okay, so you typically aren't just eating the bean itself. Most of the time, you're eating a processed form such as tofu or soy milk, soy milk, where the toxins have been concentrated and amplified. Because of this, soy products are a huge source of lectins, phytates, and particularly particularly phytoestrogens. Wow, I haven't heard lectins or phytates before. Yeah, so... (laughs) 
I thought you were being for real. <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, I'll I tell am. you what they are. <laughs> And then I realized you were lying. The um, anti nutrients that can cause leaky guts, is it? (laughs) Something just gives me this weird feeling. But the phytoestrogens um, basically is the new topic for this, and it's very important. Yeah, and they cause all kinds of hormonal problems. Um, These are not estrogen, even though you would think they are by the name, but they are not estrogen. They act like estrogen inside your body yeah Um, it's like fake estrogen these bind to the same receptors as the estrogen binds to but give a much weaker signal than estrogen because the signals are weak your body will often overproduce estrogen which will disrupt your entire hormonal system and i can guarantee any kind of like breakdown or um unstable thinking that i've had is just my hormones going out of whack because of what i was eating yeah because sometimes i'm just like what the hell is wrong with me and grains and everything soy's and everything as well yeah yeah and they kind of go hand in hand a lot of the time too um yeah remember the other day we were at the store okay it was a while ago and we saw mayonnaise that was like olive oil and the first ingredient was soybean oil yeah but it's it's yeah. literally it in adver- everything. It was advertised as avocado oil. No, it was or like olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil mayonnaise. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, and that it, sounds good. Yeah. We looked at the ingredients. Nope. Put that back down. Soybean oil. So I mean soybean oil. Soybean oil is in like every mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. Except um, Primal Kitchen. <laughs> true, true. The, prom- the uh, sponsor that I would like to thank today. <laughs> sponsor this rival <laughs> kitchen okay um mine tastes better just saying don't, don't say that, don't say that. <laughs> we won't get sponsored okay so the problem with this is that your whole hormonal system is now being disrupted the problem with that is that um the imitation of estrogen only goes as far enough to trick your body into thinking that's what they are uh they don't actually perform any of the vital functions that real estrogen does um really this is um kind of hard to explain but pretty much it's a huge hormonal imbalance that causes a lot of problems like men sorry to say this but um it'll it'll give men uh man boobs yeah it will it is the primary reason that younger girls are starting their period sooner yeah um it it has a, a lot to do with um Weight issues as well, um, yeah. hormonal imbalance definitely, and it can also impair um, fertility. Which absolutely a lot of if that's in self defense. That is the number one problem because soybean self defense that it has developed over time is ha. You want to eat me? That's fine. Eat me, but you won't be able to have babies anymore. So eventually, you will die out so that I can live. You won't eat me anymore because you won't exist exactly just bare minimum that's its self-defense you won't be able to produce babies anymore boom and you might think okay well i've already had my kids maybe you ate soy the whole time anyways which i mean it's not always gonna keep you from having babies um but it's gonna hurt you in other ways as well right but if you're thinking i've already had kids i'm not worried about it and you know i've already gone through menopause like it doesn't matter it's still going to 
disrupt your hormones yeah. and not to mention the fact that it is still a legume it still does have those um phytates and the and the lectins and the yeah. anti-nutrients so even if the hormonal issue is not something that you're worried about you should be worried about it yeah and they are also or have been linked to breast cancer and the disruption of thyroid function which pretty much by 35, I feel like a lot of people will have some kind of thyroid dysfunction with the way that everyone eats. Absolutely. And pretty much if I never learned about this, I'm sure that would happen to me. I'm sure I would have diabetes. I'm sure I would develop something with how bad Absolutely. I was eating. You seem pretty susceptible. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, nicest way possible. <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> okay, um... Soy is beloved by the modern diet industry because it's cheap to grow and incredibly easy to flavor. So that's one of the big things why... Um, why it can be in everything? Yeah. Because it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. So you can make it taste like whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty much just a really cheap filler, but it will really F you up. Bleep. <laughs> You're really on this PG rating. <laughs> <laughs> So my next topic is a huge gray area. It is something that I definitely recommend taking out of your diet for a minimum of 30 days slash 31 days. Um, <laughs> Why 31? A, me- the month. a month. Yeah, I was just being funny. Um, but basically, um, this topic is dairy. There are good things behind it. There are bad things about it. Um, if you are in the process of needing to lose weight, I definitely avoid um I definitely encourage you to keep it out of your diet. Um, it's used mostly for gains. So um, I'm going to start with um, the cons. Um, so lactose is a carbohydrate in milk. So carbs already, you know, the more carbs you eat, um, usually points towards weight gain. Uh, so lactose is a carbohydrate in milk that many people have trouble digesting. Um, although honestly, not all dairy products, um, contain lactose, um, casein, um, is in, um, dairy products. It, um, is a type of protein, uh, people can be allergic to. Um, now I had something really cool to say about casein cause I know it's really bad. Um, but I left that note, um, at my desk so (laughs) maybe next week yeah (laughs) if you're lucky yeah stay tuned uh i'll I'll tell you next week um but basically casein is not good for you but for the most part because people try to argue okay listen so the if you're familiar at all with people trying to encourage you not to eat meat they're going to refer back to the china study which was done on mice or rats or whatever that were feed feed in i was really about to say feed in (laughs) that were fed um meats but it was more byproducts um as a way to show like hey they're having all of these issues um you shouldn't be eating meat they were fed casein and And they were trying to they were trying to get them to get cancer. It wasn't like, let's see what happens. It was, they were doing everything possible to they, get They wanted these. to get the results that they yeah. wanted to get. Exactly. Yeah. Vegans, please don't come for us. <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't even necessarily yeah. have to be a vegan. It just, like, animals are here to be eaten. We need to control it. 
they need to be treated like as humanely as possible yeah and not to be taken advantage of you know you should use every part of it that's like a big thing but yeah they're beautiful they're nice to look at you can grow a bond with it whatever if you if you prefer to pig don't eat that pig right yeah but basically you unless for some random health reason i've heard some people can't eat red meat i haven't really looked into it just don't you know whatever anyways so basically casein is something that we already know is a protein that is not good for you that's in um dairy products um and some people are allergic to i don't have any specifics on it right now because you know my desk um the ability of the protein especially whey so that's in a lot of protein powders mm-hmm. um and carbohydrates and dairy to use a um they have a fairly huge insulin spike again um, that's insulin resistance, um, big problems there. So as well as metabolic consequences, this can cause acne in people who are sensitive to it. Uh, me, literally me. I have a milk chocolate bar next day. I'm full what's of What's a milk chocolate bar? Like you, milk chocolate. Like candy? Yeah, like milk oh. chocolate. Mm. <laughs> what's a milk chocolate bar? You, in your way to explain it. Milk chocolate. Milk chocolate. You know, milk chocolate. Chocolate milk. Thank you, baby. I get it now. <laughs> I can't have chocolate milk either or I'll start breaking out. Oh, what if I mix up... Oh, what are you going to say? Almond milk with cacao powder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Paleo hack, (laughs) (laughs) almond milk, and cacao powder. So the final con for dairy is the various growth-promoting properties of dairy. So this can be great if you're trying to grow. Like I said, if you're trying to do gains or if you are a baby cow because they are the ones that were actually born to consume dairy. Yeah. Um, They're obviously trying to get as big as their mama. That's why they're drinking it. So it is for getting bigger. Um, so that's that's the final thing. Uh, so it's obviously not so good if you're trying to lose weight. There's some justifiable reason, like I said, to not consume dairy. But there's also certain reasons why you don't necessarily have to take it out. So there are um, important nutrients like calcium, phosphorus, selenium, and vitamin K2. But that's only if it's grass-fed. Um, there's some high-quality protein in there, not the casein. Um, high, sorry, healthy saturated fats, including, including conjugated linoleic acid, uh, probi- probiotics, uh, that's only in some forms of dairy, and um, it's relatively cheap and readily available. Even if you can't get other pastured meat, you can usually get pastured butter. Um, so like I said before, dairy is a gray area that means it's not universally, it's not universally well tolerated and not right for everyone. Plenty of people feel better without it. Um, you know, if you're one of the people who can't tolerate dairy, everyone knows it's generally accepted that dairy is very high in calcium, right? But let's say that you know your body can't handle dairy what you can have instead is some sardines and leafy greens to get in that calcium and you can just find another source of good fat and not worry about it all from there can you guess what my favorite meal was to have with dairy cereal Ooh. 
Okay, that might be number one. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? Okay, so my OG, uh, my OG um, dairy meal was hot Cheetos, and you would chase it down with some milk if they got too spicy. That just sounds like a disgusting combination. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I had hot Cheetos. I, I just like the feeling of the milk in my mouth, <laughs> of it kind of like um, coating it. But I knew I it would be a disaster in my stomach within the next hour. So every time I had hot Cheetos, I knew I would pay for it, but I just really Addiction. love them. It was grains, dairy, <laughs> what yeah, else? Soy probably soy. Yeah, it probably has <laughs> soy in it. Um, but yeah, so in, for me... Um, if I had cheese in anything, I had to have an extra cheese on the side to make it cheesier. <laughs> like, give me all the cheese that you can. Give me a cheese case. Oh, wait, not just cheese. Sorry. I need to have meat. Give me a steak quesadilla. Yes, I want some queso on the side. <laughs> um, mac and cheese. Yes, I want more cheese in there. Yes, pour more milk and butter in there. Um, dairy is one of those things that's really hard for me. Um, I don't think my body is good with it. Uh, that's why I struggle a lot too. Plus, I feel like it's really hard to find genuinely like grass-fed, like good quality dairy. Yeah, sometimes I used to be like, hey, I made you like um, some chocolate milk. And she would have a sip and it would hurt my feelings. But she's like, I can't handle dairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You can't handle it in milk form. Like queso way easier. Yeah. Yeah, in milk form, if I have it too late at night, it literally makes me throw up. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with, I didn't ever throw up, but I would get nauseous every time I went to Starbucks. And of course I would get like the sugariest they're all. drink Honestly, that I possibly all. could. Um, but I just didn't understand why I was nauseous. I'm like, it's not like I'm eating a, a like, I don't even know, yes. like a, a pizza, a greasy ass pizza, like. I'm just drinking coffee. Why do I feel pizza so nauseous? Never, pizza never made me nauseous. I always <laughs> hesitate. Anytime I order pizza, I always hesitate over that extra cheese button. And when I click it and they see it adds two more dollars, I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> um, what was the next thing on? Oh, you're done with dairy. Right. <laughs> we were going over our uh, old school dairy favorites. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is refined sugar and artificial sweeteners. Okay, so basically on a paleo diet, you pretty much want to avoid this at all times. So we're not talking about sugar that's naturally occurring in fruits or vegetables, but just processed foods. So added sugars and sweeteners to avoid include, but are not limited to cane sugar, cane syrup, brown syrup, white sugar, brown sugar, agave, corn syrup, glucose syrup, dextrose, or anything ending in um, O-S-E, malt syrup, Splenda, aspartame, equal, Truvia, sucralose. Did you have something to say? Yeah, I do. I really do. So I remember seeing this commercial. I think it was on the Disney Channel. And they would try to give you little tips. Um, I think it's when they came out with that jump thing. Um, where they're like, it's a verb. So, like, they were trying to encourage. That's not familiar. Because there's, there's um, 
such an epidemic with kids being overweight and obviously if you're sitting down watching tv all day you're not moving so more than likely obviously Mm -hmm. but i would see this commercial all the time because i was one of those overweight kids i was sitting down watching tv all day (laughs) um but it was like job like it's a verb it's what you do and so they would give you like different like things that you could like have fun outside doing and they would tell you things i remember specifically them talking about sugar and the the reason i knew you were about to say anything ending in ose is because they used to say anything that rhymes with the word gross basically trying to say you shouldn't be eating it and i was like okay whatever but it obviously stuck with me yeah that's so funny i don't remember hearing that specific one yeah it was either Disney but that or makes sense mm-hmm. holy guacamole all right go on um so the reason why cane sugar is not paleo is because it's has an extremely high score on the glycemic index and it wrecks havoc on your blood sugar levels, which can lead to, again, insulin resistance. resistance and other conditions. It doesn't contain any nutrients, which is crazy, right? Like when you think of sugar, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's bad for you, blah, blah, blah. But it just doesn't contain anything that's healthy for you there's like no debating that it's bad for you yeah but it's in all of the kids snacks it's in everything it's in it's in um ketchup yeah oh my my other favorite snack (laughs) okay so um no nutrients it's associated with serious diseases including diabetes autoimmune disease heart disease and obesity yeah i feel like this is one that i've never really understood i like that third bullet point so although the cane plant is used to make sugar is used to make sugar is found in nature it undergoes a lot of processing before it becomes edible crystals that we are accustomed accustomed to to eating so just think about it like a cane sugar becoming pretty much sand. How do you think that happens? Mm-hmm. Um, it goes a huge process. Yeah, and one of them is bleaching. Like yeah, when you understand all of the steps that go into making all of this food processed, it's crazy. Um, How crazy? Very. Um, so other sweeteners like. High fr- fructose corn syrup, agave nectar, brown rice syrup, barley malt. Um, they're not paleo exactly for the same reasons. They're just processed sugar. Um, and they're also high on the glycemic index. Um, most of us think of sugar as a white powder we like to add to our coffee, but in biological terms, sugar is nothing but the building blocks of carbohydrates. Um, sugars come in several different types, including single sugars and double sugars. Um, since your body digests them all differently, the distinctions among these types of sugars are actually quite important. So any food with carbs in it, um, that is greater than zero will have sugar in it. Even foods you don't think have sugar probably do. Yeah, Um, because... When you consume a carbohydrate, it gets broken down into sugar. Yeah. And that's why carbs turn into fat. Because whenever the carb is broken down into sugar, the sugar gets stored as fat. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So potatoes contain sugar and in the form of glucose. Um, High in starch. Yeah. 
Refined foods like white flour and table sugar are called simple carbohydrates because their molecular structure includes single or double sugars. So, um... I'm sorry, because there's complex carbs. Yeah. So those are simple. Uh, easier for your body to digest, pretty much. Whole grains and legumes are called complex carbohydrates because they're made of three or more sugars. When you eat simple carbohydrates, your body can use them for energy right away. This, um, this is why you can get a sugar rush from eating too much candy. When you eat complex carbohydrates, your body has to break them down into simple carbs first. Since this process takes some time, most people don't get the same immediate rush of energy from complex carbohydrates. Yeah, and honestly, um, what happens to me when I eat like a loaf of bread, let's say, um, I get tired immediately. And then uh, when it's time to go to sleep, I can't go to sleep because that's when the sugar hits me. I'm just like, I can't rest. Like I had a loaf of bread. And um, before knowing about paleo, that just didn't even make sense. I'm like, how am I so tired? But now it's time to go to sleep. I'm not even tired anymore. Yeah, what the heck? Um... So metabolizing large amounts of sugar, especially fructose, is also stressful to the body. Too much fructose can put a heavy strain on your liver and can ca- and cause oxidative stress and inflammation. Excess fructose interrupts your normal production of leptin, the hormone that tells your body to stop feeling hungry. What? Haven't See? heard about leptin. <laughs> See, and we're seeing it here again, making it very easy to gain weight. Pretty much everybody knows you're eating sugar, sugar, <laughs> you're going to gain weight. Um, I always thought it was so exciting because people tell you not to eat candy. And then whenever you would like, whenever you're a kid and you go uh, trick-or-treating and then I would like pull out a candy bar, like, um, you know, the, the fun size ones. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, this is only a hundred calories. I can eat so many <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, I just thought of that. It's funny. Um, people have even done little uh, trials on this, which you would think the answer is obvious, but high sugar diets taint, tend to raise blood pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> blood pleasure? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Raise blood pressure, triglycerides, total cholesterol, cholesterol, oh my gosh. cholesterol and LDL cholesterol specifically and uh low sugar diets lower all of the above what a surprise what um, you mean no high blood pressure no no triglycerides again diabetes high cholesterol high blood pressure and obesity affect an enorm- enormous number of people so they're a good example of cases but uh the list doesn't stop there just take two examples Studies have suggested that dietary sugar is a casual factor in cavities and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is crazy. Again, sugar affects your liver. So even if you don't even drink alcohol, your liver could be in danger. Um, Your teeth are in danger. Yep. Um, A lot of people think, well, normal Americans consume a ton of sugar each day. Um, a lot of people think that... 2,000 pounds? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we said a ton. I was joking. LOL. 
So um, for most people, uh, they say, oh, well, this paleo diet, it is really extreme. Like we're consuming the normal amount of sugar that we should be consuming. Um, no. But on here, it's like, do we really want to be normal if it can make so many people sick? Yeah. So, like, and that's, like, another thing that I heard. Like, okay, so you have these guidelines. Even when I went to the eye doctor now, it's not your eyes are good in this area. It's too fall within the normal category. Yeah. Well, if everybody is starting to have the same problem, I don't want to fall in the normal yeah. category. I don't want to be normal. I want to be exceeds. Yeah. Not exceeds, you know. Yeah, it's like, like the best yes. diet. Yes, I don't want to be normal. I don't want to be judged on a scale of this is what a normal diet is. No. I want to be what I should be eating. There's no reason to put something in your body that's not benefiting it. Yep. Pretty much. So why not just remove this from your diet, not get sick, don't think that you need to have sugar in moderation because that doesn't make sense. Hmm. I mean, unless we're talking about fruits. Um, And that's, it's just different. Yeah. And um, good sugar replacements, which are honestly just as sweet and just as good. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Maple syrup, which we love pudding and stuff like I really, really like maple syrup. What do you put it in? That um, fudge I made. Wasn't that really good? Oh, yeah. And honey mustard? Yeah. No, no honey mustard. Yeah. And the fudge? Oh, my God. It's talking <laughs> about maple syrup and the honey mustard. Oh, my Next. gosh. <laughs> Stevia, honey, uh, and monk fruit. Okay, so I've got vegetable oils. What? You're telling me to eat vegetables, but I can't have vegetable oil? (laughs) Buckle up. Um, Vegetable oils aren't really made from vegetables, which is why we're still really confused how they came up with that name. Uh, Good marketing. From who? What do you mean good marketing? Good marketing. No, I know. I know. (laughs) I was trying to say it's bad. Boo. Um, so basically it's usually made from junk oils that really aren't even fit for human consumption, but guess what we do? Um, so basically the biggest problem is, and I'm going to sum it up to this. Um, so oils contain, um, like omega fatty acids. So you've got omega threes and omega sixes. And with all this other stuff that we've been talking about as well, you can lump that in there too. The common diet that we have is extremely high in omega-6 fatty acids. We need to have a balance of a one-to-one ratio of omega-3s and omega-6 fatty acids. And there's a huge, huge imbalance, which is another thing that is causing inflammation. Um, So these vegetable oils um, are very high in omega-6 fatty acids, which promote inflammation. Um, as opposed to omega-3 fatty acids, which are anti-inflammatory. Um, vegetable oils are debatably one of the major causes of heart disease and are basically junk oils. Um, saturated fat remains demonized by mainstream nutrition. Um, it really is not uh, the culprit in poor health. It's the imbalance of the omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids. 
So I had a a ratio here that I had heard. So this one has it um, backwards as in like... Omega-3s first? Yeah. Um, crud. Where was it? So uh, basically in the common diet um, with omega-3s being first, because it just makes sense, um, for meeting that one-to-one -one ratio, the it's common and it's very sad that the ratio is actually... Um, one, I don't know what the unit of measurement is. We'll say gram, milligram. One milligram um, to every 20 to 30 milligrams of uh, omega-6 fatty acids. Mm -hmm. um, and that makes sense when you're thinking about, like, let's say you're eating Cheetos. You're eating um, absolutely. mayonnaise. You're yeah. eating everything that you, well, for the most part, you're eating cooked food. The processed foods extremely high in omega-6 fatty acids so their biggest problem is the lack of omega-3 and the excessiveness of omega-6 yeah. don't just take omega-3 supplements to match up the omega-6 come all the way down off of the omega-6s yeah yeah um so basically vegetable oils to avoid include but are not limited to canola oil corn oil Cottonseed oil, Crisco, grapeseed oil, margarine, peanut oil, safflower oil, shortening, soybean oil, what? Sunflower oil, vegetable oil, and butter alternatives, which is basically margarine. Yeah. Um, so they're not paleo for a few reasons. Um, they don't have an ideal ratio of fatty acids, like I said. Um, they're also very highly processed, and sometimes contain molecules that are destructive once cooked. Um, Omega-6s aren't inherently bad, but it's very much a problem when they dominate and um, someone doesn't consume enough of both kinds to keep this balanced, like I said. Um, Omega-6s are um, pretty much act as sticky molecules in the blood, which is helpful when they're helping our blood to form necessary clots, but not so great when they start clogging our arteries. Our arteries. So an overabundance of them can lead to heart trouble and inflammation. Uh, another one of the main problems is, again, being processed, so that you're very highly processed. Um, a good rule of thumb when choosing an oil is to consider the actual food that the oil comes from and to ask yourself if it seems like something that could be easily turned into oil. While things like walnuts, coconuts, and olives obviously contain fat, the same thing cannot be said for sunflowers and rice bran, rice bran can it? Uh, so basically, to extract oil from a vegetable or a grain that does not have a lot of fat in it to begin with, you have to use a very complicated process, as well as chemical solvents that are heated to high temperatures and genetically modified ingredients. Uh, processing takes a long time and is carried out in conditions that could lead these oils to oxidize, just consider this next sentence. Oxidation occurs when an oil is heated to the point that it becomes rancid or toxic, meaning that many of the oil's benefits, even if it had any, are lost. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And now, like, you remember when we were walking the other day and we could smell that someone was cooking? But, like, it just smelled like oil. Yeah. And it was like, you now I can smell vegetable oil. Yeah. And I'm like, that just smells so gross. And peanut oil smells bad, too. It it makes me feel gross. Like, yeah, just smelling it. Yeah, it makes me feel it. like I just ate fast food. <laughs> yeah, just smelling it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it just, it's bad. 
Um, but replacements for, I don't know why it says for replacements for vegetable oils. Honestly, these are what you should be using to cook. Coconut oils, animal fats, palm oil, grass-fed butter, if you decide that dairy or lactose is something that you can have. Um, lard and extra virgin olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil, that means it is not processed. So you wanna look for, especially when you're grabbing coconut oil, make sure that you check the label. It has to be unrefined and cold pressed. Yes, yes. Unrefined. My mom has a ton of coconut oil, but it uh, is all refined. And I'm like, and why? This kind of leads into my next one. Pretty much you need to be checking the ingredients. There's lots of things that on the front of the packaging, you think, oh, I think that's paleo. It'll be like coconut, uh, coconut, uh, coconut flour protein bars. You're like, oh, that sounds paleo right away. Or you look that at the extra virgin olive oil mayo that we looked yeah. at. Yeah. A bunch of stuff you'll see in, you'll be like, oh, that's paleo. I can have that. You look at the ingredients. Again, first ingredient, soybean oil. Um, it has rice flour in there. It has barley. Um, it oh, has soy, lecithin. Yeah. Which um, I found out is pretty much in everything. It's almost unavoidable. Um I mean, like I said in that episode, um, but mm-hmm. it was like one of the nine-year-old episodes Rob Wolf said, because he was talking about um, certain vitamins that you take do say that it's in there, and he said it's not terrible unless you're extremely, extremely reactive to soy. Yeah. yeah. And um, again, you'll just be... Always read the ingredients. Try to have the ingredient list be like five ingredients or less if you're buying anything that's packaged. It's a very good rule of thumb. um, Just pay attention to what you're putting in your body. Don't be tricked by the label Mm -hmm. or the front of the label. Um, Low sodium, fat-free, no sugar. So processed foods, meeting, those are not... Those are not found in nature, but are instead created in a complex food laboratory settings, often come in fancy packages and are filled with artificial ingredients, sweeteners, sodium, preservatives, emulsifiers. These are not paleo for many reasons, but here are a few. Um, For the most part, processed food lacks any nutrients at all. It offers nothing in terms of vitamins, minerals, protein, fiber. And if it does, again, those phytates, those uh, lectins, all of that, it's not getting absorbed or it's getting stuck or it's just not benefiting your body. Um, Candy, cookies, granola bars, cereal, soda also have an extremely high sugar content and therefore have very high scores on the glycemic index. This means they can cause serious problems by spiking your blood sugar levels, which can lead to insulin resistance and causing other metabolic conditions for many people, not to mention serious weight gain. Uh, Many popular processed foods, including bread, chips, and cereal, are derived from artificial ingredients, GMO substances, chemicals, and preservatives, all which the paleo diet aims to avoid completely. Um... Those who consume a lot of processed food and who do not consume enough fresh whole foods like 
the kind paleo are, have a much higher risk of developing diseases such as diabetes, autoimmune disease, heart disease, obesity. So these diseases are the ones that you will see the most that can occur if you are not on a paleo diet. We're not doctors. We're not telling you how to eat. We're not telling you that we're even right because... Everyone's body is different. Yeah. But this is just based on... Lots of research, lots of... um, We'll say just just to cover our theories. Um, yeah, so um, this is not intended to diagnose, treat, or be perceived as any sort of medical advice. This yeah. is just um, what we've kind of learned along the way in different bullet points um, and topics that we want to bring up. So if you guys stay tuned... All the way to the end. Now you'll know what my problem was. Yes. <laughs> okay, so um, basically, I love grains. I love all the stuff that's bad that we just mentioned. Um, I had a severe fatigue problem for many years, probably since Jordan met me. Um, yeah. It, it's caused a lot of... Turmoil? Yeah, pretty much. Um to where I would wake up, I'm sleepy. The middle of the day, I'm sleepy. I'm trying to drink a Red Bull, any kind of caffeine so that I can stay awake. And it doesn't um, work. I'm driving home, literally maybe a 15-minute drive, and I'm almost falling asleep because I can't handle... Actually falling asleep yeah, at the wheel. I can't handle how tired I am. And if she was in the passenger seat, she would literally see my eyes like almost closing because I am so just tired now I did have a pretty stressful job but even on days when I was off I was really tired as well she was always sleeping and it was such a problem for me I'm like how how are you so tired you know and I had a very active job at the same time too um but it was just a thing where she never seemed to get out of the cycle of constantly being tired yes and I would try to explain to her like um it's not that I'm trying to be disrespectful and like trying to fall asleep when we're around each other. Like this is just how my body feels. Like I'm I can't so explain tired. it. I'm tired. I, I want to be in bed constantly. Um, I would start to tell her like, I think I have narcolepsy. Like just the amount of sleepiness that I feel all the time I know isn't normal and I'm so tired of living like this I don't want to be sleepy driving I don't want to be sleepy when I'm watching tv I don't want to be sleepy when waking up yeah it was just one thing that really honestly upset me um besides like being overweight and all of these other problems that I had that one was one that really um was a problem yeah it's just like, what do you want to do this weekend? Lay in bed and sleep. <laughs> yep. And then she'd be like, you never want to do anything. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm tired. I don't know. You don't understand. But um, anyways, once we found the paleo diet. Which we weren't looking for. Yeah. Within a couple of weeks, I wasn't sleeping anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was... And this isn't even a side effect. Like, we purely, like, I mean, we started it because of, like, an activity challenge, basically. Yeah. And then we were like, what the hell is this? So we weren't really even, 
looking for anything other than honestly weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just like, we'll do that by exercise. And I know, um, a lot of people are like, it's 80% food, 20% exercise. But in our minds, we're like, we're just going to work out like, yeah. and we're going to yeah, lose all this in weight. Your head, it's like, why can't I just move around a lot? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, unless you really look into it, it's just like, why can't I just move around a lot? Well, um, maybe, uh, you have an extreme vitamin deficiency and you have all these other things like working mm-hmm. against you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, Along with weight loss, you have like mental clarity, you have um, aches and pains that go away, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, she just realized, I'm not tired anymore. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's a lot of research being done now that narcolepsy can be an autoimmune disorder. A lot of people, there's just not a lot of research on a lot of the autoimmune diseases that are out there. Because they're so new. Yeah. That can be uh, led Where back to, <laughs> to eating unhealthy. But yeah, that was my main thing that I saw a result. And that's how I know this lifestyle, this diet really does work. Just the way that I felt within the first couple of weeks. Um, not to say that I didn't go back to eating unhealthy because I definitely did. But every time that I do eat unhealthy, I am extremely aware of everything I'm doing to my body um but it is hard when food is so addicting yeah and I will say one of the main things that I tend to overlook especially when I do veer from the diet and it's something that sounds so simple that it it never occurs to me how important it actually is until I get right back on course but the way that it helps my mental and emotional stability, I said that very properly, <laughs> but the way that it helps my mental and emotional stability is, is it's crazy. So, I mean, I can just like live my life day to day and I'm okay, right? And I fall off the wagon. Like the other day I woke up, I wanted to cry because it was Monday, like, uh, for some reason, I was just so upset. Any other Monday, I don't have problems with. I know it's, like, a common thing, like, ugh, Mondays, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not a thing that's ever been me, to mm-hmm. just, like, hate a Monday. And, like, I just had, like, this awful, like, attitude and feeling, and it was, like, all inside. And I noticed after being back on track for over a week, I woke up on the Monday, obviously, like I tend to do every Monday, and I was Okay. It was great, yeah. actually. I, I woke up early. I did a little bit more than usual when I got ready. And I was like, wow, I feel good. And this is like just the most basic thing that I always tend to forget. Like in my head, I think, whatever, I don't mind like gaining a pound back, eating this real fast and and then going back to it, right? It's just a cheat meal. But honestly, my mentality of just, my well-being changes so much and it's it's so much better um and that's just like one of my specific takeaways from it is is that part and it it seems so simple but you will feel good yeah living the paleo lifestyle you definitely will all right so um, like we said before, you know, anything else isn't going to be this factual. Um, we were definitely reading off of paperwork that Blair had graciously provided us so that we can hit all of those topics. So from here on out, 
we will have, um, you know, different things going on. Um, we're not exactly sure what's on the agenda yet, but it will hopefully be more fun and less boring and um, just straight up factual. I mean, obviously, we're going to bring the facts to the table. That's what we do. Um, but um, I hope that you enjoyed this and got um, what you needed from it. And I hope that you uh, continue to enjoy this podcast. Yeah, and leave us a comment on Spotify and um Apple, iTunes, iTunes, podcast app, <laughs> wherever you um listen to this. Yeah, from. just like- one last thing, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. It's ranatalk podcast. Yeah, guys, please leave us comments, concerns, questions, anything you guys want us to do an episode on. We're really excited to make, really excited to make content for you. Yeah, so don't forget, reinatalk.podcast, R-E-I-N-A-T-A-L-K dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Woohoo!